Welcome to Spilling with G. This season, I'm joined by my best Judy Chris to serve, drink, and spill the tea on the best and my favourite TV show in the whole wide world, Ripple's Drag Race, the All-Star 7 edition. This week, it is just me, Chris, our lovely co-host for the season is unable to join me tonight so I'm gonna just go through the episode in terms of my favorite little bits from it just so you have something for your weekly commute your weekly washing of the dishes however you are listening to Spilling with G I think first and foremost I'm probably gonna sound very gibberish on this uh podcast I have done some very crazy hours this week I have got no hot water, I haven't since Sunday, so I've been either showering in what I can only describe as Arctic water, or I've had to boil a kettle, put it into a bottle and kind of squirt it all over me in the shower. So it's been wild. So the fact I've even managed to have time to watch it this week, I'm shocked by myself and amazed and uh, yeah, quite proud that I'm able to record this tonight. I also feel really sad that you only have my voice and not Chris's soothing Scottish tones. Um, I certainly find a Scottish tone very soothing. That's why I married one. So, Santa School for Girls. Um, We're kind of coming off of this kind of the rematch of Jada and Trinity um, and Evie is plunged. Uh, We also then see that Jada has three stars. So she is the front runner of the competition. And, you know, I think it's really important to kind of talk about this kind of little sister energy that I've spoken about throughout the season but actually she has played a very strategic game and I think it's the game that Monet thought she was going to play and yet Jada is the one that's kind of succeeded we find out that there's only four challenges left so it's it's a bit crazy and I think it starts to become a bit uh what's it called it becomes a bit Hunger Games-esque. Um, and as Manet says, it's kind of these go-go, uh, go-go gadget symbols and mathematical symbols that come up trying to calculate. So um, I'm going to, yeah, jump straight in. So we find out that the episode is Santa's Golf Girls, which is the most wonderful year. Um, most, oh, bug that one up most wonderful time of the year halloween um and trinity is allowed to sign the roles it's i'm quite surprised that they've been allowed to kind of reference mean girls as many times as they have um because of copyright they've obviously got permission for that but there we go um so Janixa bravo is directing this alongside rupaul i just love rupaul in directing challenges because not only do you get this kind of guru guru aspect guru did you see what i did there also his name of his book in this but actually like particularly with it being an all-star season it's this banter backwards and forwards because they all know each other and i absolutely adore that recently there was a video of monet like shaking her ass in the workroom and on her podcast with bob this week she was saying actually that rupaul filmed that for her and was like oh can you take a video on your phone and send it to me later when i'm allowed mine back which i thought was really fun Anywho, so you've got this kind of backwards and forwards between Viv and Rue laughing the whole time. And, um, you know, and she says, like, your ass, um, your ass is mint. But I think she says it wrong. Because that's, that's actually a reference to a story in What's the Tea that Mo, that Michelle had um, with a guy that she was dating. And he would talk about, I'd say, oh, your ass is mint. 
Um, so it's a reference to that, but it's really nuanced. And I, unless you've kind of listened to What's the Tea, you wouldn't know that. So it was quite nice that there was that reference. Also, I really miss What's the Tea and I'm so sad. Literally the last one I think is with Jeff Goldblum and then it stopped because of COVID and then they never brought it back. Petition to bring that back. That's all I'm going to say. Um, what else did I enjoy in this episode? I'm going to just kind of tell you what I enjoyed to be honest more than anything. Uh, Monet being this kind of earth mother character I thought was really fun and Rue kind of having this stupid, stupid, stupid um so fun uh and also kind of there's lots of Monet notes I've realized and this okay Simba wouldn't say about going deeper in the character um yeah that's kind of all I've written (laughs) sorry uh this is why I need Chris see I bounce back and forth um and kind of Trinity this idea of pleasure pleasure in absence as well uh Raja says about pissing on herself I hope that rings a bell because I can't remember it. I've only actually watched the episode once. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the workroom, they have this idea of kind of another twist. Um, oh, another, like, there's going to be another twist just like her ankle, which Trinity says to Jada, which I thought was quite funny. And they do this, this um, like, POV um, of a killer. And, like, that. I thought that was really fun. I, I think they've got this kind of workroom banter and this workroom back and forth so right this season and they really they've done it they've done really good justice I think I think the workroom got a bit tired and a bit boring I don't think they've known really what to do with it this season and I think jumping obviously way ahead but in Untucked as well this 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 season but also in this episode they do games and it's like imitate this person or like guess who this person is and actually have bringing these games it's really brought this new lease of life to the workroom and particularly with queens one that we all know very well but also queens all know each other really well it makes it feel more like a party and i think that it's it's far more fun to watch as a spectator it feels more me being analytical i feel a bit more like a voyeur like i'm watching friends at a party or watching like when you go to a bottomless branch and there's obviously different groups of girlfriends all that have all kind of got together and drinking and having a bitch and chatting about other people and stuff it feels kind of like that and I really I really enjoyed that I'm really enjoying that from the kind of reality tv perspective um so yeah RuPaul walks down in this incredible like leather black look um Yzma which Emperor's New Groove was one of my favorite films growing up and I used to watch it with my sister Coley all the time like it was just my sense of humour. It's so funny. And the kind of tassel that was sitting on RuPaul's shoulder really reminded me of Yzma's hair. So that might resonate with some of you. Um, let's go through the looks. So nitty nitty bang bang is the is the category, which I think is really fun. And I don't I don't think we've actually had ever on the on the drag race runway before and i'm quite surprised by so vivian thank fuck is not wearing a blue dress comes out in this white knit dress with the amazing needles in her hair um this i think is reference this there i think this is a reference to a very very expensive final look that once went down a catwalk 
where the designer had all this other stuff and then the last piece was a almost like a white wedding dress but was completely out of huge knit um so i think it i think it's reference to that the next look is shay in this in this underbelly tribe please correct my pronunciations if i've got that wrong um incredible look i think this is absolutely beautiful it's so clever i love that she has brought her heritage to the stage in a fan in a fashion fancy way and is educating as well as inspiring and i think if you again it's if you don't make these references you lose these references as and unfortunately black culture in terms of references has been lost so many times in pop culture because it's 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 not been appreciated nor has it been showcased and i'm so glad that she's using this world stage to highlight how beautiful her culture is and her heritage is through fashion i think that's really cool evie has this shaggy um shaggy dog ombre kind of like a warrior type look i think this is really cool i think only evie could wear it but I absolutely love this look and I think it would be really fun for a festival. Like, can you imagine it? Like Burning Man or something like that or Coachella. That would, it'd be really cool. I loved the headpiece and the fact that she also made all of it all herself, I think is incredibly impressive. Jinx come out in this gold, um, beautiful dress. I think this is probably the best she's ever looked apart from that lilac dress with the butterflies. Um, although it's beautiful, I don't know if I find it spectacular enough. I don't know if I'm being a bitch. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I think it's stunning, but I think it's predictable. Trinity comes out in this fan made, can we just add fan made, incredible purple leopard look. I think it is beautiful. The hair with the leopard print on it is incredible, this look. And I don't actually think on the, on the stage that there was enough appreciation actually for, for how this look came together. Um, next was actually my favourite one of the week. It was the Monet bomber jacket and bow. Um, yes, I think it's coming across very much that Monet is my favourite and I desperately do want her to win. Do I think it's going to happen? No, not with the way that the amount of episodes, etc. we have left. Um, but I just love that she didn't do what everyone else did, which was let's just do a, a gown or let's just kind of showcase it in an obvious manner she went fuck it I'm gonna do a bomber jacket and some like booty shorts and I'm gonna make it look fantastic I thought it was so cool I just like Monet nobody else can do it like Monet and this this very Brooklyn energy has is coming through and has come through on her runways incredibly so well done Monet and her team doing that Jada then comes out in this very cute little girl like I'm sick look I didn't know the reference to the TV show I didn't even write the TV show down um but if you did know it let me know tell me all about it I didn't understand but there we go and last but not least we have this Raja kind of 3PO knitted look I'm gonna be controversial I think this is an incredible look however I don't think enough of it was knitted I think it was very metallic very shieldy I think it is absolutely stunning and I'm not taking that away from her. But genuinely, I do think that it wasn't knitted enough. I'm sorry, spillers. I'm sorry that probably offends a lot of you. So, challenge. <laughs> I've said that like Monet comes across as this like cool teacher and I think I resonate with that as I always 
say to the kids I'm this cool auntie to the point in my nephew's phone I saved my number as cool auntie in his phone and it took him quite a few weeks to change it over to auntie gabs um it might even still say uh cool auntie but I think I'm fucking cool and I don't appreciate when the kids don't think I am um but this kind of cool teacher and I think if I were a teacher I would have kind of gone down this you know if you want to smoke round the back bike shed I don't mind that sort of teacher um yeah I think I would have been that sort of teacher I don't think I would have been strict at all just because I wouldn't have been able to have kept a straight face oh you're fucked up you know that and that was in reference to jinx and the kind of demon voice so I am confused I think they're kind of saying well done to jinx for this demon grouchy grumbly voice and actually in the past in previous seasons it hasn't been celebrated and it's been it's been told that it was jarring and it was weird so for example in the um in the episode where they do uh Mariah Carey and Britney Spears um and it's meant to be like the evangelical television um one in season 11 um and oh no it's not it's Ariana Grande isn't it yeah so um there's the Ariana Grande reference and it's like, oh no, I, you know, I'm going from the house of like Ariana Grande to the house of Mariah Carey, I think it is. Um, and Plastique Tiara says there's like talks normally and then says Ariana Grande. And I think it's one of the funniest moments ever in Drag Race and it still makes me laugh. And I never understood why it wasn't appreciated. But then here it now is. Hey ho, new rules for all stars, I guess. Um, RuPaul has a very much a spiller with G moment and cannot get her words out in the slightest and says like, welcome back. Can anyone smell burnt toast? Quick, get the rice. Um, I think it's really funny. I love that actually they've kept, they didn't edit that out and they did keep that kind of nuance and authentic, like authenticity and humour with Rue. I just love this, this, this season just because it's just so funny and everyone really gets on and it just seems really fun to be there. And I, I feel like jealous that I'm not there having fun with them. So I appreciate this. We find out that I haven't really spoken about the challenge actually. All in all, I think it's an okay challenge. I think there were moments that I laughed and that I didn't love. I think there were definitely stronger people than others. I do think Jinx was overpowering in it. And that role wasn't a wasn't meant to be a big role. And there's a whole point of there's no small roles. But I actually think she took away from other people by being the extreme that she was. I don't think that it was very holistic in her approach. Similarly, I <laughs> I don't think that Raja actually... I don't think Raja should have been a top this week. I do think it should have been Monet. I think Raja's runway got her in the top, to be completely honest with you. And actually, it was very distinctively pronounced from RuPaul based on the challenge and runway this week. It was it was very much a, we're going to use this as kind of a 50-50 situation. Um, I do think that Monet deserved to be in the top. I don't know if Viv did. I, I do, to be honest with you, I don't know who deserved to be in the top in terms of with Monet but I definitely do believe Monet should have been in there just because she used she used it but did it in her own unique way in comparison to the other queens and I think that she had the best acting 
within the scene, personally. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I just love Monet. That's also a possibility. Um, so yeah, so we find that find out that Viv and Raja um, are the two winners, which I don't agree with. Um, and it's Too Super Freak, which is a fantastic song. I think, like, I would be really excited to lip sync to that song. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, it was a bit messy all in all. I think Raja actually looked incredible. The wig was amazing. The costume was cool except she kept having a bit of a nip slip but you know we've all been there in the club and that's happened um particularly in Leeds when you don't wear a bra and you just go out with no bra and glitter and you just hope for the best um so also the Viv the Viv was it was just chaotic and it was messy and I think she actually let herself down she did the whole kind of water all over her thing and it didn't really go to plan and then she licked Raja's armpit but I don't think it that was very I don't know it all just felt very chaotic and my eyes just were stuck on Raja the whole time and I think that she was the deserved winner of this um she then gives the plunger to Jada and yeah that's that's the end of the episode. We find out that um, the social media, the next next week's challenge is a social media dance. Effectively tapping into that TikTok generation, create some sort of dance, and that works like that. So yeah, that's that is my very very quick roundup of episode eight of All Stars Seven. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic week, Spillers. I felt like I was I'm trapped inside of a bit of a cage at the moment. Um obviously this this episode was kind of Christmas in July, which for those of you that aren't in kind of the press and the arts, Christmas in July is the biggest moment in the year for publications. Oh Jesus, look at me tapping my um my desk. Um for publications and for uh companies to get their stuff in the press ready for Christmas and there's lots and lots of that sort of stuff going on for me at the moment I've actually been on shoot for two days um in North London doing all the Christmas shots so there we are um so I don't feel like I can escape it um it's a really good thing that one of my favorite films is The Grinch and yes I was Cindy Lou who was a child so yeah so there we go um, I hope you all have a lovely week, Spillers. I hope you all have hot water and hopefully mine will return to me tomorrow after how many days? Five days of hell. But yeah, you will hear from me next week. I will be returned by Chris. No, Chris will be returning um, and it will be bus to, to bash out, to debate, to discuss um, everything that we love about the episode. So there we are, Spillers. You will hear from me next week. Look at me. I can do it. Bye.